Welcome to the Next Level Greatness podcast. I have such a special guest. Her mm. name is Melaine Lee Butler. Yeah. So first of all, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here, Barbie. I'm so delighted. And I stumbled upon you on a podcast. I was listening. I didn't have the intention of listening. Yeah. And there was just something so natural about you. It felt like I was in your living room and you were talking about human design in such a deep way and, and in such an embodied way that I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till you get to the generator, which is I'm a generator. And it was like all the way till the end. Yeah. And it was an hour later. And I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this woman. I have to follow her. So I haven't even introduced, I introduced your name, but I haven't said who you are. You are the alignment queen, but who are you? Mm, yeah, that's a really good question. Firstly, thank you for having me. And for those of you listening in, uh, thank you for listening in. Thank you for your time. I don't take it lightly that you've taken time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I get to meet amazing or be connected with amazing people like Barbie. She listened into a podcast. She didn't have the intention to listen, but then she was captivated, which really is flattering and exciting. But also that's why I do what I do, because I know that if it can shift one person, then it was worth me showing up today, sharing my message, sharing my medicine so my story is so long and riveting and exciting because I'm a three, five sacral generator. And if you have a three line in your profile or a six line, like Barbie, we have a lot of story to tell a lot of story, live life. Learned experience is how we alchemize our wisdom. We become these sage Buddha type people through the experiences that we go. So understanding my human design, becoming the alignment queen, it actually was first all about me, my own healing, my own journey, understanding why I'm going through what I'm going through. So in 2015, I was living in Manhattan. And I was fired from my high-end, high-paid corporate job. I was the director of enrollment for a life coaching company. I thought it was my future. I thought it was my everything. It was a company similar to Landmark but more somatic, more embodiment work, as opposed to sitting down and, and listening to the distinctions. You were really, you were moving. You were in these like exercises. This particular body of work has been stemmed into many different trainings, but it's what made me fall in love with personal development and declare that I want to be a life coach, that I want to run my own company. And in 2015, when I was fired for all the wrong reasons, but I was like, this is God making this move. I'm so clear I am not going to allow this moment to be the moment that I get unemployment and then I contract and then I go back to a nine to five job. I'm going to let this be the line in the sand moment that I start my own thing. And it definitely was a roller coaster. There were highs and lows. But within the first six months, because I had established relationships in that community, I had created six figures within six months. So I knew I was like, okay, this is the right move. God is supporting me. The universe is supporting me. I'm going to keep on track. And by the way, while I did it, I was traveling the world because I figured if I'm going to be on my phone, if I'm going to be on back then in 2015, I feel like I'm a, the dinosaur coach. We were on Skype video calls and I was traveling the world, building my business, searching for the love of my life, which I found in New Zealand when I was in New Zealand in 2016. I met my now husband 
And the moment I met him, I knew he was going to be the father of my children. I wasn't like, I wasn't sure if he was going to be my husband or my forever partner, which has evolved to that. But I knew I heard the word really clear father. And since then, our love story has really grown. It's not a love story of I met him and I was just enamored. And then that was it. It was this, there was something about him and our friendship grew into this deep love and this Mm -hmm. deep appreciation and this deep value. And it was everything that I didn't think I wanted. I thought that I wanted this quick hot flame or this really guy that I was lusting over. But this love that has grown and developed has been It's an important piece of my story because it's why I can be Malene Lee Butler. Literally, my last name is his last name, but figuratively, he is the person that holds me up in moments where I lose faith or I don't have the strength or I don't want to be resilient or I don't know if I can do it. He's doing all the things behind the scenes so that I can show up and shine. And I feel like that takes a really powerful guy to be able to take that position Similarly, he has a uh, the same profile as you, Barbie. He's a 6'2 as well. So is my husband. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That is wild. This is wild. Yeah. 6'2, they're destiny profiles. Six mm-hmm. line have destiny. They they have destinies that are written in the stars. What does that mean? Somebody has a destiny. What does that mean? Yeah. So when it comes to the... When it comes to every profile, there is a destiny. There is a a self-fulfilling prophecy that they have in their design. But for six lines, there's a little more weightiness in it because the six is all about transpersonal karma. It's about for us. Mm -hmm. See, when I was, I'm telling my story right now because my story, it's about me and then it's about you. So through my story, I learn and then I alchemize that wisdom to support you Whereas someone like Barbie or my husband, Ryan, or your husband, and I can't think of his name. Sagi. Sagi. Sagi, yeah. Six lines. It's all about our mutual mentor, Shoshana, six, two. It's all about the for us. So you're going to learn more of your lessons in relationship to others and supporting others and being around others. So it's all about the for us piece, whereas my piece is more of an inward thing. And it's not that you won't have inward journeys. It's that you'll find that a lot of your inward journeys are sparked from externals. So six lines... Their journey is all this three-step process, right? Which you've heard about. And you're like, okay, I'm in this third piece of the process. I was just and- telling you that, yeah, that I, I'm coming out of a major, it feels like it was a major hermit mode. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just like peeking out into the world again, but I'm ready. You're ready. Yes. That 30 to 50 for six lines is all about hermiting and inward journey, inward healing, So it's not that your inward healing isn't important. It is, but a lot of it sparked by outside experiences or relationship dynamics or something happening in a relationship will spark you to go in. And that 20 years is so important for you to assess, to heal, to grow, to go inward. Plus you have a two. So it's going to be very inward, but from 50 onward, it is whoa, baby. Like you got, I have chills thinking about all my clients that are four, six, six, two, six, three. Once they hit 50, they're like, I'm coming out. Like it's this whole new world. And the people that are 30 or 35 or they're like, tell me more. And they're like, 
babe, it's worth it. It's worth it. Just stay the course. But the sixth line, the thing with it's written in the stars is that you're really meant to be the mentors, the leaders, the the people that are sitting at the campfire. I almost, have you ever read the book, The Giver? I have not. No. Okay. So The Giver is about this utopian society that has one person that holds all the history of society. No one else is allowed to know except for The Giver. And The Giver, um, I think like once every so often, chooses the receiver. And the receiver is the giver in the making, if you will, that starts to receive that we've been in war, that like all of these horrific things have happened because they live in this utopian society. They're trying to keep that away from everyone. But the giver, you can just feel in his essence, in his presence, that he is this wise, sage, lived person. That's the six. And it's really pivotal that sixes go through the experience, heal and alchemize them, learn from them to evolve into these giver people, characters, leaders, if you will, to support society, to support Others and come sit by me. I'll tell you the truth. Now, you're not even going to need to say that because people are just going to sit by you and go, can you tell me the story? And Mm -hmm. so that's why your destiny is bigger, if you will, or written in the stars a little bit more. Everyone has a destiny. Everyone has a prophecy to fulfill. But sixes, it's even more important because it's not just about you. Whereas a lot of people's destiny is about themselves and their own journey and their own spiritual healing. It's you guys have done this rodeo so many times. Now you're here to help everyone. Mm, this resonates. So I'm like, mm, mm. You're like tell me more. <laughs> and if you're listening, you can already feel and see what I'm talking about. It's we are at the campfire and we are just chatting. I'm talking about you, Melaine. You just oh. You speak so, it's, ah, it's Mm. not general. I don't feel like I'm opening a book and reading. This is true for six lines and this is true for five lines. And this, it's, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want me to finish a little bit of my story and why I got to human design real quick? Yeah. Okay. So I met my husband. We started popping out babies because we've always known that we wanted to have a big family. He comes from a family that was pretty divided. His dad passed away at a young age and he always wanted a big family. I always wanted a big family. My family always had drama going on. So we thought, let's start a new lineage, a new legacy for our family. In 2021, my third son, Noah, passed away at full term. It was a perfect pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Everything was perfect until the moment that they told me he had passed. It's really weird because in that moment they told me he passed, I felt this deep calm wash over my body. Everyone in the room was like freaking out and spazzing and crying. And my husband was like wanting to blame, everyone wanted to blame someone. My dad wanted to blame someone, like my parents were on the phone at the hospital. And I just had this deep calm and I just felt like I was walking through a hallway, like, like floating almost because I knew Like it was this remembrance. Oh, I knew this was supposed to happen. The human me was angry and mad and went through the grief process for two years and wanted my son back. But the elevated version of me was like, I knew we made this contract. I knew this was going to unfold. And so for two years, I did a lot of inward soul searching and redefining what is manifestation did I manifest this? Everything I thought I knew was flipped on, on its head. 
And in that process, I also gave birth to my daughter, Ava Marie. And Ava actually in Hebrew means life, which is why we named her Ava. And Marie means desired child. Mm -hmm. And so together, this life that came from death, and I really believe it was a gift from Noah because I had always desired a daughter. Now, of course, if you told me that this is the way it was going to unfold, I'd be like, oh my God, no, I want my son. But it was something that I had always deeply desired, a daughter to pass my legacy on. And I could always feel her. And so when Noah was, when I had found out Noah was a boy, my husband and I were really perplexed because I had a vision that I was going to have two boys and a girl. So when the midwife said, oh, you're having another boy, I thought, well, that's interesting because so far everything has unfolded exactly like the dates and the times and I won't get into the intricacies, but I was like, this is a little bit weird, but nonetheless, okay, maybe my intuition was off. So when he passed away, I was like, oh my God, she's coming. Mm. I'm like, she's coming. And so that process of bringing her earth side was really intense for me. So it was a very inward journey. Once she was safely here, I heard Noah say to me, okay, now it's time to go. Like now it's time to click back on. And I thought, yeah, slow down, Tonto. And <laughs> ease on down the road, boy. And, but he kept, I kept seeing human design everywhere. Now I had known about human design prior, but it kept showing up everywhere. I'm telling you, Barbie, people were talking about it, ads, like everywhere on my Facebook. And finally I was like, I surrender. I'll get certified. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Stop, stop showing me this. And so I get certified. I'm going through the certification and things just start to rapidly unfold. Then I meet our mutual mentor, I was on like those couple years that I was in healing mode, multiple six figure years I was making prior to Noah's passing, I had consistently made seven figures. This year I'm on track for multiple seven figures. I'm like, what, what is it's just like this timeline collapsed that my destiny immediately, because I said, I accept mm. instead of saying, I'm angry. Why me? Why him? Why this? going to say that I think it's so everyone of course has their own grieving process and when I heard you yes when I heard you speak at a living brave event in Colorado yeah. you talked about being in survival mode for a while yeah. after the passing of your son but you got to that point that you're like okay it's time to to live and so yeah. just hearing your testimony and yeah. that's why I wanted you to share I know that this is going to give women permission to step forward, to move forward and not just stay in the grief. I think that there's guilt associated. A hundred percent. I think that whether you've lost a parent or a child or a spouse, people say, oh, my grief isn't as intense as yours. Or I miscarried. I said, grief is grief. I miscarried early in a pregnancy. That was painful. I grieved that. And then I had this experience. I'm grieving that. So it's not to be in comparison, but for sure, I think one of my biggest pieces around thriving again has been for me, for you. Yes, for me, because I want to live a bold, big life, but also to show you that it's possible no matter 
what experience life throws at us. And then understanding my human design, I I understand that I have a soul contract and my soul contract is about lived experience. So there's no hall pass. I'm not going to get a hall pass. I'm going to keep having experiences. And these experiences are either going to be the set up or the set back. My choice. I get to choose which it is. This is, I want to underline, underscore, highlight that. That's it. Because you clearly made a choice. And like we say, no one would have blamed you for for another 10, 15, 20 years and your life taking a different direction. But you're choosing. This is a choice. So what has happened in the past? What shifted for you that you were consistently making seven figures and now you're I think you had a $300,000 week just a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. And as I said, we met in person and we were talking about, we were talking about money. I don't remember the yeah. exact conversation, but the feeling that I had mm. from you was this ease around money. And I think that's, no, I had already invited you to the podcast, but I was just like, oh, let's talk about money on the podcast. Yes. Because a lot of times when I hear entrepreneurs speak about money, there's this like attachment or there this, there's this kind of um, get it, which I, which doesn't resonate with me. But when mm-hmm. you were talking about money, there was this ease and relaxedness. And then a few minutes later, I heard you, you give a, you gave a speech and you just said, money has always just flowed to me. It's always been easy. And I was like, okay, this is the topic. Yeah. So, yeah. But so the the question is, yeah, this relationship with money and human design and yeah, money has always been really easy to me because I've always known from a really young age, I was in the hospitality industry and I know people. So I, I feel like I understand people and it's not about money. It's about understanding people and what their needs are and what they're desiring and what they're wanting And so my parents drilled in me because we ran restaurants. And since the age of 13, I was shucking clams and oysters behind the bar and then interacting with people. And what my parents really drilled into me was this generosity is the pillar of life. And whether someone's been to jail or they've graduated Yale, you treat them with the same love, respect, and kindness. As my life evolved and I started working in retail, Neiman Marcus and high-end boutiques in Manhattan, other people would shy away from certain people. I wouldn't. And I would walk up to them. I'd say, hello, how are you? How are you doing? And a lot of people that look like they're not multimillionaires are usually multimillionaires. <laughs> I experienced that in, in when I lived in LA. Yeah. And- if you look at me, you don't know. Half the time I look, I look a little crazy because I have my bonnet <laughs> and I'm walking around in pajamas and, yeah. and look crazy. And yeah, and I like to see how I'm going to be treated. Yes. I actually worked with Mary J. Blige at one point and she told me her name was Kim and she had just come in after having a colonic or something. This is years ago, like 2010 or something, like in the height of her singing and she was in like a hoodie with a beanie and like very incognito and I was just really warm and invite and guess what 
Then when she handed me her credit card note, oh my God, this is Mary J. Blige. <laughs> and she kept coming back. So I think my whole thing with money has been, it's never about money. It's not about money. And it's about being in this human experience, heart to heart, soul to soul, connecting, developing relationships, having delicious experiences. And then as a byproduct, money has always been magnetized to me. And I'm really clear it's because of who I'm being. It's not because I'm chasing it down. Now, when I get trapped in the egoic matrix of, ooh, look at her. She made more money than me or, ooh, she has the step-by-step formula. And I drop out of my potent energy. And each of us has a different energy type that is potent when we rel- when we lean into it. When I drop out of that energy field and start to chase or push or get, and I can feel it immediately, it exhausts me and I never get the result that I want. And I always end up feeling deflated, defeated, frustrated. My not self theme just bubbles out like a maniac. And so I think just from having so many experiences of feeling what it feels like to not be grounded in wealth. I'm like, please, no, thank you. I'm just going to choose to be grounded and relaxed because that's what money wants to be around. Money doesn't want to be around a frantic, crazy person. Yes. And this is the recurring theme in your life. It's choice, Mm -hmm. choice with your, with the way that you chose to move on with your grief and then your choice around money. And I wrote down, Melaine, it's not about the money. It's about understanding people. That's a money code right there. And if people just understood that they can relax and truly just care that the money is a byproduct. So how does each, can we talk about that? How does each- Let's do it. (laughs) energy type or human yeah. type. Yeah. How do you lead? I don't know what the question is, but how do you attract a lean into attracting money? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah how- I think each energy type has a magnetism. So each energy type is magnetic and potent when that person is leaning into who they are and not trying to be someone else. So the surest way to repel money is to try to be someone you're not to try to copycat someone else, to try to copy and paste someone else. And it's not that you can't use some of their success codes, for sure, if it's congruent and aligns for you. But it's when you start to betray yourself and you go, "Mm, this doesn't really feel good, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't really like doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Now, if we break down each energy type, there's five. Generators and manifesting generators. Barbie and I are generators. They have this wide, inviting, all-encompassing energy field. And the key component of the energy field is that it's inviting. It's not forceful. It's inviting. It's alluring. It's seductive. It's magnetic. And what happens with these two types, because they have a lot of energy, is that they want results and they want them fast. And so if they're not getting at the speed and pace that they desire them, and also there could be other things going on in their design, they'll drop out of that magnetic inviting energy and into the manifester energy of pushing, shoving, making things happen. If it's to be, it's up to me. Let's get this done. Let's get the money. Let's go after it. And 
leaning back into your design means doing only what lights you up, doing only what feels good, releasing duty, obligation, and should, being hyper vigilant around what you're choosing to do. And the energy flow will literally start pulsating through you, flowing out of you. And it will be like, literally you'll wake up and go, how did these people find me? How are these people finding me? Where are these people coming from? People won't be able to get you out of their mouth. It's like they just want to talk about you because they're in love with, they're enamored, they're obsessed. Yes, please. please. I always laugh because every mentor I have can't get me out of their mouth. They're constantly like, Malayne this, Malayne that, Malayne, 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 Malayne. And it's really because I'm not asking them to do that. I'm not, can I get this from you? Can we collaborate? Can we do this? They always come to me because I'm just having a good time. I'm just doing what lights me up. I'm just in this flow of, of course they love me. Of course they want this. Of course, of course. How did you get to that point? I like to call myself a recovering liar and perfectionist because for years I struggled with bulimia. And that is insidious in that it's not just an eating disorder. Yes, it is. But it also... I start lying about my food. Hmm. Then I start lying about where I was because I can't tell them I was at that restaurant. Now I'm going to lie about it. And then it's just like these white lies start piling up and then your whole life becomes this lie. Hmm. And it is so hard to keep track of who you told what and what did, did I, t- what did I tell them that I ate? And it's just exhausting. And so when I got into recovery for that, I made this vow to myself that, I'm just going to tell the truth. And as I started to do that, it just became like that energy that it was exhausting me of lying. It was like, oh, now I can actually use this for good, not evil. Now I can actually use this towards something. And one day at a time, I started to do, as my first mentor said, esteemable acts will build your self-esteem, Malene. And so I literally had a, a little journal, Barbie, that I would keep of the good things that I was doing to build my confidence. Mm-hmm. And that really just lives le- looks like living in truth, living in integrity, period. And so it's little teeny things like one time I was at the grocery store and by accident I had put I think it was like pregnancy tests on the stroller and I had forgot to scan them. And I got home and it's, oh, no big deal. That's a big deal for me because that little out of integrity nugget will start pounding. So I went back to the grocery store and I said, hey, I forgot to pay for these. And they were like, looking at me cross-eyed, you don't need to pay for them. You walked out. It's all good. I'm like, no, I want to pay for this. So Mm -hmm. I paid for it and I walked out. And it's like little things like that. I, When I lived in the States, I went to Equinox, the gym. I was there for the eucalyptus towels. They're like, (laughs) so (laughs) It's so worth whatever the membership is. Yes. I was like back in 20, whatever, like 13, it was like 200 bucks or whatever. I was like, and for me as a 20 year old, that was a stretch, $200 a month for a gym. But man, those eucalyptus towels, I would put them on my neck. <laughs> and I just felt like a billion dollars. I was like, I'm amazing. And I walked out with one of those towels on my neck one day, not on purpose. And I got to my apartment and I was running late for work. And I walked back and I gave them back the towel. Those pieces, I always say you're either taking a step closer to your higher power 
or one step away. And for me, it's everything because when I feel in my truth and in integrity, I can be the fullest expressed version of self. I can feel confident because there's nothing you can call me out on that I'm like, oh God, I didn't do that. Say what you want because I know who I am. But when I'm hiding something, then that's where things get sticky. And that's when, and I feel like when someone's hiding something, they have to be loud. They have to be boisterous. Mm. But for me, it's, I know who I am. So you can call me out on anything. I have to tell you something. Something has shifted within myself. And a lot of times it's not even that you're hiding things from other people. It could be that you're hiding something from yourself. Completely. Yes. And something shifted in myself where I felt like I wasn't being honest with myself and the way that I was mm. up and my talking about being loud and my throat has been hurting for a few years mm. and I sense that it's gotten better just in the few weeks that I've made an inner shift of this is who I am. Where am I not allowing myself to feel joy? And where am I living a life that is too much? I'm a freaking warrior, right? I got that. Totally. Where can I live more fully, enjoy life more? And my throat is better. Wow. That's needing to be loud and lean back a little bit more. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that when you're living truth, it just enables you to have a confidence that's unwavering because there's Mm -hmm. nothing that someone can get you on or call you out on or, and I think that fear for a lot of people, what if they find out that I'm this, or what if they find out that happened? Or what if it's, then just speak that share. I'm nervous that you guys will find out that my relationship's not perfect or whatever, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times it actually makes you more attractive than repelling. Absolutely. When you share those pieces that you think are your warts, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going back to the energy types, projectors, they have a different energy field. It's more penetrative. So when we're around projectors, we might feel naked because they can really see us. They're the thought leaders. And their energy field, unlike the generator and manifesting generator, which is inviting. So when they're leaning back, they're inviting people in. When frustration comes up for these two types, it's not, oh my God, I'm I'm so wrong or bad. It's just an opportunity to go, where have I taken on something that doesn't serve me anymore? It doesn't feel good. doesn't bring me joy. For a projector, their energy type is very penetrative, which means that it takes a lot of energy for them to really see you. And so what's really important is that they don't accept every invite. They accept the invite. And so for them, they're like wealth code is really seeing themselves, owning their worth, owning their value, seeing themselves, not hooking their value or worth onto money, Mm. fame, clients, community, whatever, because it's going to change. And really just going home to self. So I always invite projectors to do mirror work and really just strengthen that in that inside game is really important for them because the moment they see themselves, everyone else can see them. And that's when they become successful. By the way, their signature is success and particularly financial success. So when a projector knows that they're really flowing, 
financial success will come to them with ease. Our mentor, our mutual mentor, she's a projector. There are so many projectors in the personal development world, thought leaders, visionaries. And when they're congruent, you're going to see that they're going to rise fast financially. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. Manifestors, they're one of the rarer types, 8% 8 to 9% of the population. So it can be difficult for them because majority of us are manigens and generators. They have a very selective energy field, which can come off like they're bitchy or that they're mean or that they're rude or that they're icy, that there's this veil. And so what's really important for them is to let us see them, is to share with us what's going on behind the scenes. And like I was saying, that money code earlier that you're like, ooh, this is a money code, the relationship piece, that would be really imperative for a manifester to really work on their relationship skills, trusting their vision, trusting what they know, but then working on those relationship skills, like playing with people and softening into conversations because you'll find that manifestors at a party, they'll keep to themselves. They'll keep a distance. They're assessing the room. They're only going to talk to who they want to. So if they really want to crack the code around finances, it's softening their conversations, softening the relationships, really allowing people to talk to them, not having this hard and fast judgmental viewpoint on others and yeah, and, and just really remaining open in this space of, I think I know what I know, but maybe there's something new to know. And that will help them in their evolution with wealth. The last one is reflectors. And we, of course, have a mutual friend, Ayo, who is a reflector who we love. And she's literally like the epitome of a reflector. So reflectors it's so important for them financially to get clear on the who, the what, the where. And even Io said this in the podcast that we did, that in different environments, her finances shift. Mm-hmm. Is, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, which is fascinating to me. So they really want to get clear on who, what, where. Where do I feel, <clears throat> excuse me, the most expansive? Where do I feel good? Who has the life I desire? Plug into them plug into that community. We talk about this. So I work one-on-one with Io. Okay. Yeah. 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 Space and environment and where she wants to live all the time. Yep. And it makes yep. so much sense. Mm-hmm. And also being around a reflector makes me aware of what energy I'm bringing to the table mm-hmm. because I know that affects her. And, and my assistant is also a reflector. So this makes, yes. This is so cool. So reflectors, they can plug in to the energy current of generators, manigens. And it looks like they're a generator. It looks like they're a manigen. It looks like they have all this energy. And it's because they can ride off the wave of others Mm. all the live long day. So it's why reflectors aren't necessarily, you know, these spiritual woo, although they can be. Or they can be these powerful CEOs, or they can be an actress, Sandra Bullock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reflector. So reflectors, it's hard to identify them because they're the chameleons of society. They can blend in really easily. But what's so important for them is that they're just clear on who and what, where, and making sure that it's congruent with the vision that they have for themselves. And also to understand that the energy surges they're feeling are not their own. 
They're plugging into the current. So when they unplug, they might feel a dip and they want to make sure that solitude time, alone time, rest time is also being nourished, particularly when we talk about the wealth code for them. The wealth code for them is the who, what, where, but also being mindful of self-care. This is all, as you're going through each type, I have different people in mind who are, yeah. yeah. Who have cracked the wealth codes and it, it just aligns so beautifully. How, how, what are some of the different ways of working with you? You are absolutely ah, just, it's everything that I see, everything that I feel is just, you're easy. Mm, Every, your yeah. codes for generators, mm. success codes for generator, you're it. That's it. Yeah. You're not selling us, you're not trying to prove your knowledge. You're yeah. simply sharing what you know that it makes, makes me want to buy. Okay, share. <laughs> what do you got? What do you have? So just yeah. share with some of your offers, but then yeah. also I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you have in particular for, I think you have an affiliate program. Yeah. So yeah. aligned affiliates is for the multi-level marketing world, the affiliate marketing world. Anytime I've ever plugged into the affiliate marketing world, I've always done really well. <laughs> I'm sure you're not surprised. <laughs> but what I saw in the affiliate marketing world, which I love, I think it's a great model. I think it's fabulous for so many energy types. Any energy type can plug in and do amazing. But you got to do it in the congruent and aligned way or you're going to burn out. You're going to end up very disgruntled, frustrated, angry, bitter, all the things. So I created a course just for called Aligned Affiliates. It is just for affiliate marketers. And it's really cool, Barbie, because it has five modules and each module dives into how to support yourself in as your energy type, how to really activate your leadership. But also then if let's say you're a generator, then how to help someone that's a projector on your team. So each module is if this is you, if this is your team, and then how to enroll someone that's that energy type, which is super cool. And then there's tons of bonuses in there. I actually have one of my best friends was the first person to buy this course. And she's a projector. She was super lit up by this and then had a bunch of questions for me. And then I just made extra modules. I was like, okay, I'll just give extra modules. So then I go into your line design and how that supports you in affiliate marketing. There's so much goodness in there. But if you're an affiliate marketer that is just ready to do it from a new way, like a new perspective, a new way, an easier, softer way. That's a great course. I have a lot of different memberships that you can plug into for as little as $100, $167 a month onward, depending on how much you're wanting to invest or learn about human design. But it's really not just, let's learn about my energy type, as I'm sure you can see just by hearing me speak with Barbie today. It's really understanding who you are and what are your own unique success codes? What are your wealth codes? What are your destiny codes? And then how do we activate that yes. and, and allow you to customize your own journey? Cause I just don't think that there's a one size fits all for anyone. There isn't. And at the very beginning of our podcast, I wrote down, you yeah. said something like, I don't like doing it this way, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that has been the yeah. standard especially well in life 
for people, but especially in network marketing, especially in network marketing, especially in network marketing. And that's when I was like, I'm not doing it that way anymore. Yeah. I know that my audience is, there are a lot of people in affiliate marketing, network marketing, and the more success people have in it, the better it is for me, for you, for us. And so, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that I couldn't agree with you more. I think what happens in network marketing is that someone cracked a success code for them. For them, a hundred percent. And then what they do is they go, this is the only way, this is the only way, this is the only way that you can do it. And it's not that it's the only way, it is one way. And it's one way that will be congruent for a large crowd. But there's going to be some people that are going to go, wait, I don't actually like doing TikToks. I don't like this. This doesn't feel good for me. Is there another way? And they're like, no, either get on the bus or get off. And then there creates these rifts. And it's if you want to bring your whole team with you, and if you want to not leave anyone behind, this is a great way to start to understand who you have, what personalities you have going on, and how you can support them. It's so beautiful. And I completely agree. And I used to be one of those people like this is the only way because I didn't know better. And now that better I do better but I one of my missions is to have people understand that no matter what business you're in you can do it your way so I'm super excited about your program and I hope people just jump on okay what is your Instagram I'm going to link it below as well but what is your Instagram are you on Facebook what is the best way to connect with you so if you guys just go Melanely Butler Lee with an H -H L-E-A-H Butler Instagram Facebook all the places, same handle. My website is thealignmentqueen.com. If you just type in the alignment queen, I'll pop up and yeah, come chat, come play. I love when people like Barbie did after the podcast I did with IO reach out to me and share what resonated, what supported you. It, it lights me up. So please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been welcome. such a delight. Such a delight being with you, babe. I could do it all day long.